Hey, what's up, guys? Justin here from WWE Mentality, and I do apologize for last week. I was unable to be a part of the show last week. I had so much going on at work, and, you know, as JR and I have talked about many, many times, uh, we just we wear many hats, and that's the thing. You know, work caught up with me. Um, JR actually did do an episode, but we were so late in getting it uploaded. I didn't realize it hadn't been uploaded, so we went ahead and just kind of did away with that entire episode, and we're starting over fresh today. Now, I will say, I do want to give JR a lot of credit, though, because JR's been working hard. He's got us a Facebook page now, WWE Mentality. You can like us on Facebook. He's also gotten so much done with YouTube and just different things of that nature, uh, and he's been really good about it. And unfortunately, you know, JR, I missed last week. JR's having to miss this week. JR had, uh, he got called into work, had some other things he's got to do. That's okay. I mean, we wear many, many hats. And this is just something that we like together, and this is what we do together. So I will be covering Raw and SmackDown from this past week on my own. I'm actually doing it from the comfort of my own living room right now because our studio was a little preoccupied, a lot of stuff going on. And at the end of the month, it's always a little tough for me to you know get studio time. But uh, one thing that we will be doing is this coming Saturday, we will be actually interviewing an, a wrestler from the independent scene and JR will give us all the details on that on Saturday morning before we get this gentleman on the phone. Uh, I can't remember his name right now, but JR lined this all up. Again, thank you so much for that. Uh, someone we're going to talk to, a little special segment on our show, and we're going to do a special podcast on Saturday morning about that. Uh, with that being said, um, this episode, this actually WWE mentality itself, is all brought to you by OBX Chevy at the foot of the Wright Memorial Bridge in Kitty Hawk. Who could put you in a Chevy? The Chevy man can. Go see Mark Hellman and his entire crew there at OBX Chevy, and they can get you set up with the perfect vehicle for you. My buddy David EKO, David Eco works there, and he does a fantastic job getting people in Chevys because he knows his cars. He knows them front and back. Go on over to obxchevy.com for more details and check out their full line of inventory. That is OBX Chevy at the foot of the Wright Memorial Bridge in Kitty Hawk. All right, jumping right into this. Raw was live from New Orleans, Louisiana. And Sasha Banks came out and addressed the crowd right out the gate talking about how she was jealous that she, I mean, that's basically what she said. I don't know if she said those words exactly. She was jealous that she wasn't the main event of WrestleMania when Ronda Rousey was and when Becky Lynch was and Charlotte Flair. And that should have been her. She should have been out there. Sounded like a real Dolph Ziggler, in my opinion. I will say that I do like her new blue hair. Her new blue hair is cool. However, she was definitely acting like a total diva, for lack of better terms. Talking about how it should have been her, it should have been her, and that she was glad she said those things to Natalia in regards to her father being dead and hoped that her dad would go to hell and say hello to her daddy when she got there. Natalia wasn't having any of it. She and Natalia, Sasha Banks and Natalia, were slated to have a match later on that night, which did happen, but Natalia wanted to get some licks in on her first while Sasha was running her, her mouth in the middle of the ring to start off Monday Night Raw. Here comes Natalia to shut her up, and they start a fight right there, ringside, where the referees and some of the executives from WWE went out there and tried to split them up, where they were unsuccessful to a point, and then they finally got them to separate. That's kind of set the tone for the match later on that night. First round match for King of the Ring was next. That was Ricochet against Drew McIntyre, which ended up being a pretty decent match. Thought Drew McIntyre was going to pull a rabbit out of his hat and come out victorious, but Ricochet definitely 
took him down. Next match, another first round King of the Ring qualifying match between Baron Corbin and The Miz, where Baron Corbin reigned victorious. Now, I didn't see, I feel like the Baron Corbin cheated somewhere. He had to have, in my opinion. But I didn't see it. Okay, I'm watching it. I'm playing with my young. We're playing with wrestlers. I'm watching wrestling. I'm trying to keep track of it all at the same time. I didn't see anything. I saw End of Days get hit on The Miz. And then Corbin pinning him one, two, three. He's calling himself King Corbin. Definitely an interesting name. SmackDown Women's Champion Bayley. She made an appearance on Monday Night Raw. She had a match against Nikki Cross, who is currently one half of the Tag Team Champions. Uh... With Bailey reigning victorious over Nikki Cross. That was actually a pretty good match. Thought Nikki Cross might do a little upset. I'd like to see her get a little bit of a push. I kind of like her character. I liked what they were doing with her. I like how they got her kind of teamed up with, oh gosh, Alexa Bliss as tag team champions. But I'd like to see Nikki get a little bit of a push. Maybe just a little bit. But she didn't. She came up a little short against the SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey just the other night. What does this mean going forward? Only time will tell. Tag Team Turmoil Match. It's the largest tag team turmoil match in Raw history. Happened just the other night. You had tag teams like Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, which was kind of an odd pairing, but okay, sure. You had that tag team. You also had the OC. You had the Viking Raiders. You had Lucha House Party. You had Heavy Machinery. There's somebody else I'm forgetting right now, but they'll come to me in just a second. All, all said and done, though, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode won the largest tag team turmoil match in Raw history to earn the right to challenge Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman at Clash of Champions. Clash of Champions pay-per-view taking place on the WWE Network coming up September 15th. Uh, I'll be, I am a huge Heavy Machinery fan, okay? Otis is my guy. I love Heavy Machinery. They're my favorite tag team right now. I, I, I rank them up there with the Steiner Brothers, okay, as one of my favorite all-time tag teams. Those guys are fantastic. I love their angle. I love their characters. I was hoping they were going to win, but they saw fit to give this match at Clash of Champions to Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. I guess you got to have good guys and bad guys, and it would be hard because Heavy Machinery are a bunch of good guys. All right, with that being said, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman, they are tag team champions, but Braun Strowman has gained himself a WWE title match, a a universal title match at Clash of Champions against Seth Rollins. So at one minute, they're going to be tag teaming together to defend their tag team championships. The next minute, they're going to be fighting with each other to see if Braun Strowman can dethrone Seth Rollins, the King Slayer and the Beast Slayer of his of their tag, or excuse me, of his Universal Championship belt. Champion, his Universal Championship. There we go. I finally got it out. We'll see what happens with all of that. But, okay, getting back into the action from just the other night on Monday Night Raw. Sasha, Sasha, Sasha Banks defeated Natalia. Got her to tap. Hit her with the bank statement. Put her in the modified Crippler crossface. That's what I call it. And made her tap out. She didn't want to tap, but she did. That was actually a semi-decent match. Cedric Alexander had a match against Cesaro. Cesaro, a journeyman in the WWE. Can't figure out what they're going to do with him. You know, ever since Sheamus suffered what I'm thinking is a a career-ending concussion of some sort at WrestleMania, Cesaro's been on his own, and he's kind of a lost puppy right now. Are they going to do anything with him? I don't know. Speaking of puppies, my dog has got his her head rested in my lap right now. So when we use the reference of 
or the conclusion, draw the conclusion of lost puppy. You're a lost puppy, Mabel. Hey, you lost puppy. Anyway, Cedric Alexander defeated Cesaro. Cedric Alexander, good old North Carolina boy. He's on the up and up. I'd like to see which direction they take him. To end the night, though, was a United States Championship match between AJ Styles and Braun Strowman, ending in disqualification when the referee was knocked outside the ring, fell down outside the ring. And, of course, you know, the referees, as soon as they get touched, they fall down and they stand out for like 10 minutes, giving the opportunity for one of the individuals in the ring to take advantage of the other if they wanted to well aj styles definitely took full advantage of the fact that the referee was knocked down outside the ring climbed outside the ring got a chair got back in the ring started beating braun Strowman with the chair braun Strowman fought his way out of it even when the oc came down and tried to assist aj styles which they were banned from ringside came out to assist aj styles he still fought them off picked up the chair was about to hit aj styles with the chair when the referee looked up and was like hey braun Strowman's got a chair he can't have a chair and he called for the bell ending the match in a disqualification for braun Strowman against aj styles and ultimately aj styles keeping his united states championship um, kind of expected that i'm gonna be honest i kind of expected aj styles to walk out of raw still as United States champion. I don't know what they're trying to do there. I mean, if they're trying to put all the gold on Braun Strowman, I don't know. But that's okay. You know, I had, like I said, I expected AJ Styles to win that match. What's going to happen next week on Raw? Only time will tell. And we'll get into that, well, next week. But going to take a quick break and listen to our sponsors. And we will be right back to talk to you about what happened smackdown live from baton rouge louisiana hey there i'm justin the host of your favorite wrestling podcast wwe mentality and have you ever thought about starting your very own podcast when i was trying to get this podcast off the ground i had a lot of questions how do i record an episode how do i get my show into all the apps that people like to listen to and how do i make money from my podcast The answer to this question and every question is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with the great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's why I'm doing this right now by reading this ad. Anchor has been super easy for me to use ever since I downloaded it just a few weeks ago, and I'm very, very glad that I did so because it's enabled me to be able to start talking about something that I love, which is wrestling. So if you want to start a podcast and get and make money at it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's Anchor. Dot .fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. And welcome back to WWE Mentality. I'm your host, Justin Bateman, a.k.a. HCP. As I mentioned earlier in our Raw segment, JR is out. He had got called into work. Like we've said multiple times over, things happen. And sometimes we have to do those types of things. We have We wear many hats. Father, husband employer employee whatever the case may be some things just uh, happen like that 
And that's okay. I mean, that's why I'm here to man the helm. I had to have JR fill in for me before, so that's all right. But we just recapped Raw. Now we're going to go through a SmackDown Live, starting off with Kofi Kingston coming out and discussing what has been going down between him and Randy Orton. Now, Randy Orton keeps calling him stupid, stupid, and Kofi Kingston's not having it anymore. The fact that Kofi Kingston... um, is going to give Randy Orton another title opportunity coming up at Clash of Champions, as I think is very admirable on his part. I don't think, uh, you know, Randy Orton really deserves Actually, you know, I take that back. He does deserve it. I would love, 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 love to see Randy Orton take that title from Kofi Kingston. And actually, JR texted me earlier and said that he thinks that's what's going to happen. That being said, you know, there was a little smack talk going on while Randy Orton showed up on the big screen, up on the Titan Tron, up there by the entrance to the ring. And uh, started talking about how his son wrote him a letter asking him to stop beating up on his dad, for lack of better terms. It was like, Kofi is scared. Kofi is crying. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I know this because Kofi's my dad. And then Kofi Kingston wasn't having any part of that. Ran backstage. It was kind of a trap Randy Orton had set. Randy Orton attacked Kofi Kingston and started beating him very, very hard, very, very quick, and very, very fast. In which case, causing him to have to go see the trainer. Well, that started something up because Big E it was then put in a match with Randy Orton. And then Big E came out of the from checking on Randy Orton from the trainer room and was like, he was very upset. You could tell. He's like, Randy Orton's in for it, for lack of better terms. For in so many words, talked about how he's going to destroy him that night. He was he wasn't gonna walk out of the arena there in Baton Rouge. Getting into the action, though. First round of the King of Ring Tournament on the SmackDown side of things. Ali, Mustafa Ali, defeated Buddy Murphy in the first round. I That was kind of torn between that one. I didn't know who I wanted to win. I think I actually picked Buddy Murphy, and my son picked Ali. Because I remember it was like, Buddy Murphy. He said, Ali. And I was like, well, Ali won. And my son was very happy. So that one right there was kind of a toss-up for me. I, I wanted both of them to win, but whichever one it really was victorious, I was going to be okay with either way. The Miz yet again felt the wrath of Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn. The Miz has challenged Shinsuke to a match for the Intercontinental Championship, which the Miz has held quite a few times and has, I think he's the longest-running Intercontinental Champion of all time. Don't quote me on that, but I think there's something going on there with that. And um, Sami Zayn came out and basically speak. He's the mouthpiece of Shinsuke now. And they... Again, ta- attacked The Miz, and I don't know if that match has been confirmed for Clash of Champions or not. I cannot remember right now. But Bailey got herself another match on SmackDown. Bailey doing double duty that night. She had a match against Lacey Evans, which Lacey Evans has reappeared. We haven't seen her for uh, about a month or so. It's been since before SummerSlam. So... With that being said, I love Lacey. Lacey Evans is my homegirl, okay? I love me some Lacey Evans. She's one of my new faves. Uh, but Bailey defeated her in a one-on-one match. Bailey to Bailey a couple times in Flying Elbow. But Charlotte Flair came out and watched ringside, and I thought that was rather interesting because it was um, kind of like she was observing her movements to try and gain the gold from her, back from her or from her at Clash of Champions, because they have a match, Charlotte and Bailey do, at Clash of Champions, so we'll see what happens. I feel like Lacey Evans might get involved with that at some point, somehow, some way, and I hope she does, and I hope Lacey Evans becomes champion one day, because 
think she's pretty cool. Well, Randy Orton and Big E got into the ring, and Big E was all business. You know how he normally comes out, he's dancing around a little bit. Well, when he walked out to the ring, he was all business, and he took Randy Orton, gave him the business, but Randy Orton came out on top and just kind of set the tone for things to come here in the next few weeks at Clash of Champions. Drake Maverick wound up as the 24-7 champion after a chaotic series of events that was sent off by Kevin Owens. Uh, but all that thing, all the stuff went down. They were at uh, some sort of thing where, oh, gosh, I'm looking at him right now. Our guitar player there, Elias, was on stage. He got rolled up by, he got rolled up <laughs> by R-Truth. R-Truth took the title from him. They ran through. Some set for Fox Sports, Fox NFL uh, Sunday Sports. Then one of the commentators from Fox Sports rolled up on Kofi King. Or not Kofi. What am I thinking? Rolled up on our truth. Anyway, the 24-7 championship got passed around a little bit and landed back on Drake Maverick so he can constipate his marriage finally with the 24-7 championship around his belt. Chad Gable in the first round of the King of the Ring tournament defeated Shelton Benjamin. to See, Shelton Benjamin... He's another one of those that I feel like is getting a little underutilized. I feel like his potential is a lot greater, and they've definitely suppressed him a lot, like Apollo Crews. And, yes, I know they're both African-American, and that's not why I'm saying that. I'm saying that they're both great talents, especially Apollo Crews, and that they could be doing more with them. Vince could definitely be doing a whole lot more with them. But Chad Gable won, and Chad Gable the other night was kind of reminding me of a uh, younger Daniel Bryan. Don't ask me why, but he was. I have to ask JR what he thinks about all that. And see, JR sent me some texts about what he felt about with the matches, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you I don't have them up in front of me, and I'm using my phone right now to record all of this, so I doubt I'll be able to get his opinions in there at all. I'll just have to get him to weigh in some other time if we decide to, to bring this all back up. But Chad Gables defeated Shelton Benjamin in the first round of the King of the Ring tournament. Now, the big controversy of the night was who was the attacker of Roman Reigns? Well, Roman Reigns exposed his attacker just the other night after looking up at the screen where Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan were placed in backstage. And uh, they were demanding an apology of Roman Reigns for accusing them of having any sort of involvement on this attack on Roman Reigns. Well, Roman exposed Eric Rowan as the actual attacker when all this was said and done. So backstage, you watch Daniel Bryan as he is watching the video footage where it shows Eric Rowan as the attacker. He turns around and starts slapping. I mean, outright popping Eric Rowan in the face and calling him a liar and told him he didn't like liars and made him get out of his sight. I mean, slapped him across the face, I'd say like three or four good times, maybe even five times. Then he proceeds to make his way to the ring where Roman Reigns is placed and he's talking, down, going down to the ring saying he didn't like liars and this, that, and the other, in which Roman places a nice hefty spear on Daniel Bryan to end the show. So that was SmackDown Live coming from uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And that was kind of the long and short of it. Now, one thing I think is super cool, and JR and I will be JR and I will be in attendance with our families, is next Tuesday night, SmackDown Live is going to be in Norfolk, Virginia at the Norfolk Scope. And we've got tickets that we have obtained and are going to the show. And we're very, very excited about it. Very, very happy that they're coming close by. Norfolk is about mm, from my house. 
Hour and a half to two hours, depending on traffic. From where JR lives, it's probably like an hour and a half solid. He's a little closer than I am. So uh, that, to me, is going to be super cool to go to. I'm really excited. My son's never been to one. I'm really excited to take him. JR is going to be taking his wife. They're going, and it's going to be just a great time. Uh, backstage news right now. I did read something earlier where Enzo and Cass have been approached about maybe re-signing with WWE. I've, I've just been reading that Stone Cold's going to be making an appearance when Raw's at Madison Square Garden. Um, as far as anything else with injury updates and stuff like that, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I haven't heard anything out of Lars Sullivan in a while. haven't heard anything out of AOP in a while. Don't really know what's been going on backstage. I've been so busy with work. I kind of left that up to JR, but you know what? He's not here, so I didn't really do my homework. So I do apologize for my negligence in that effect. But there's so many different things going on inside, outside the ring and backstage. Gosh, it's so hard to keep up with it. But you know what? JR and I love what we do, and I feel like we do it rather well. And we're trying really hard to make this something for everyone to listen to. And like I said, um, I want to take this opportunity, you know, on behalf of JR and myself, to thank everyone that listens on a regular basis and keeps up with us. I want you to go over to our Facebook page, if you please, whether you're listening on Anchor, you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, wherever else, whatever other platform you may be listening to our Facebook or our WWE Mentality Podcast on, go over to Facebook, type in WWE Mentality. You'll see a picture of me and JR. We're sitting at like a table and we got kind of our fist up. I've got like a blue shirt on. I don't remember what JR is wearing. But go over there, like our Facebook page. We're going to be posting updates and things on there. We might even do some contests on there, giving away certain things. We'll see. But, uh, you know, I just we work really hard at this and we try really hard. And I, I got to tip my hat to JR a lot because JR puts in a lot of energy. He's always asking questions, wanting to do know what we can do to better our product. And, you know, he, because I'm in radio, he leans on me a whole lot for advice and things of that nature. And JR's working really hard at this. He's got the YouTube page he's doing. He's the one that started the Facebook page. So, you know, we've invested a lot into this. JR's done a lot of hard work. So, JR. If you're listening, thank you for everything you do for the podcast. And like I said, I'm sorry you couldn't have been here with me today. But you know what? We've got Saturday where we're going to have a special guest. We're going to do a special podcast with our special guest in the indie circuit and talk about some wrestling with him. Going to get him on the phone. So this is going to be a phone interview with him. And then we'll be back at our regularly scheduled program, hopefully next Thursday after SmackDown Live from Norfolk, Virginia, the Scope Arena. Anyway, that's going to do it for me. I'm about to wrap things up. As I say always, keep slamming. And in the words of my buddy, Mr. Wonderful, a.k.a. JR, keep everything wonderful. (laughs) 